Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. What is up, guys? Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode on the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily, and I am your host. If you're new here, welcome, and thanks for tuning in. Of course, it's another week in quarantine, if you guys are pretty up to date with the news. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, life is pretty good. I honestly am very, very stoked for a lot of things that I have planned coming up for the upcoming weeks. And honestly, I've just been maximizing my time during quarantine and COVID-19, so I hope you guys have been as well. Moving on, I want to share a little bit about the guest I have on today's episode. Today, I'm speaking with Kendall Furman. She was super awesome to have on. A little bit about her. She's a recent USC grad, also an entrepreneur, travel influencer, and content creator who is very passionate about living her life to the fullest and helping others to do the same. She is 23 years old, traveled to over 35 countries, has lived in three different countries, and moved to Bali earlier this year to pursue her business goals. When she was in Bali, she founded the Dreamers and Doers Club, a manifestation and mindfulness brand with a mission of empowering young women to unlock their power and manifest their dream lives. She was super awesome, like I said, and she does touch on every aspect about herself from her time at USC, the other job experiences she had after graduating, how she traveled the world and where she's been, all that I really believe is super valuable for you guys listening. So without further ado, let's just get right into the episode. Okay, thanks Kendall for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I know during this quarantine time, it's a little crazy, but I'm glad we're able to sit down today and just chat. Yeah, definitely have a lot more free time than before. (laughs) Thanks for coming all the way over here. I know, all of us do. So why don't we get with the basics, Uh, share with the audience a little bit about yourself, your background info, where you went to school, all the good stuff. Yeah, so I'm Kendall and I'm 23, almost 24 in a couple weeks, which is exciting. Um, I graduated from USC almost two years ago now, and I studied international business and marketing and graphic design. And after I did that, I went into a full-time job for about seven to eight months as a director of marketing for a tech company. And I learned a lot in that. However, I also learned that I did not want to work for somebody else. I had my own passions and my goals for my own business. And I just felt this calling that I needed to quit and start pursuing that. And so I did Went to Bali for a couple months, decided what I wanted to do, came back and started my freelance journey last year. So all of 2019, I was like independent marketing consultant, working for myself, um, working for other clients. And then after that, I also realized I didn't want to work for other clients. I wanted to make my own brand. Mm -hmm. And so recently this year, I started Dreamers and Doers, which is manifestation and productivity for women in college and high school, helping them 
find their passion and achieve their goals. So I've just basically been focusing on that, especially since quarantine time. I've just Mm -hmm. been focusing solely on that this whole time. Okay. It's been a fun journey. Oh, that's awesome. And what would you say was kind of that pivoting point for you while you were working your nine to five job back then that really stuck out to you that like, this is the time for me to make the move and switch into what I really want to do? I think it was just a buildup. The company I worked for, they're great and everything, but I just didn't... I wasn't really passionate about what they were pursuing and I just felt like I was doing busy work and I also felt like I wasn't respected and I would give a lot of ideas. Basically it was like an an app kind of like TikTok Mm -hmm. Um, and I would give a ton of ideas for what I think they should do and they would never really listen to me and they TikTok ended up using those exact same ideas I had. Like, Oh really? It's kind of funny because I just (laughs) look back now and I'm like, I literally predicted what TikTok is doing now right. and they weren't listening to me and I just felt like I wasn't respected. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was a director of marketing, they didn't respect me as that because I just um, graduated. Right. Um, so I don't know. There wasn't really one specific moment. I just, it was kind of a buildup and I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the moment I booked the flights. I was like, I'm out of here and told them like, not working with you anymore and it just happened really quickly and I went I booked a flight on a Friday and left on that next Monday I only had three days to prepare for a backpacking trip solo and I'm normally like very I used to be very type a plan make sure everything's Mm -hmm. structured and I just kind of went for it without any goal or plan and um it was kind of crazy to let go like that but it was really needed yeah do you feel like you had these tendencies while you were in college as well that you, you know, you always felt like you did your own thing or had more of a passion towards being your own boss in essence? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think I've had that since I was a very at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been very entrepreneurial, making my own businesses from my room, like yeah. writing different ideas down. And I actually had multiple businesses in college. Like I had a teeth whitening business that I ran and it was my older brother had the business and I partnered with him and basically took over all the marketing and Mm -hmm. brought it to USC and was like teeth whitening party before like sorority events. And I'd have (laughs) all these girls come and I would whiten their teeth with this like legit doctor, like LED teeth whitening thing. So that was one of my first businesses I did. And then Dreamers and Doers actually started in college my senior year as busy babe. I started as like a woman's, um, productivity planner right and I was trying to do that for literally two years after I graduated and I just Mm -hmm. didn't like the name I didn't like the way it was I don't know I just didn't like the branding and so it took me two years to figure out what I wanted to do with it Mm -hmm. um because I wasn't solely focused on it put on the back burner and so I guess yeah I started that in college and now it's like drifting into something else and evolving yeah, that's awesome that um, I think I even saw it back then too that when you did uh, start Busy Babe. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that's, you know, it's something just to kind of teach the audience in a way is like that it's important to be able to understand that it doesn't always work out the first time around and that sometimes you do need to pivot a little bit or switch things up to make it work later on? Definitely. I think what I've learned, because I used to work actually as a product designer for like Tinder and other mm-hmm. apps. Yeah. Um, and so what you learn as a product designer is don't make your product your baby. Like mm-hmm. once you come out with your first idea, like usually you get really attached to it and you're like, this is it. This is the one idea. I'm not going to pivot. And I kind of was like that for a while. I was like, oh, I can't, I don't want to think of any other name. Like I like it. And it just wasn't going anywhere. 
Um, but the moment you let go and I kind of like the moment I let go of the idea and decided, you know what, I'm not going to think about it for a month and just focus, go inward Mm -hmm. and start like reflecting on what I really want to do. The actual idea came to me for dreamers and doers. Um, and so I think it's definitely about being flexible for, um, your business or whatever you're trying to do. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. That means something better is coming. Right. Right. And I couldn't agree more with that. Can you elaborate a little bit more on dreamers and doers and what it has, you know, become and evolved over the years? Because I know it's been a project for you and Mm -hmm. something I'm sure a lot of people in the audience can, you know, find relatable or find some value in. So how about you explain a little bit about it so far? Yeah, so I'm still building it and still evolving it into like the grand vision I have for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I started it this year and it started first as just an Instagram platform where I can share motivational stuff because I share a lot of motivational tips on my personal Instagram and I wanted to make that into like a cute motivational you know those inspirational Instagrams that have all the quotes Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to do my own version of that with dreamers and doers and Mm -hmm. so I started that early this year um, and now I'm taking it to be more of like actual manifestation guides and teaching people how to unlock their own power within right and so I created the first manifestation guide um, just a few days ago. It's almost done now. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be done by the time this podcast is out. Yeah. So go check it out. I'm calling it the three day manifestation challenge. So I basically made my own method for manifestation based on what I know works for me is mm-hmm. like a three step method, dream, believe and do. So it's not just having the idea and wanting it, but actually believing you can have it and taking action towards it. Like mm-hmm. the most important steps are the last two. And those are the steps most people forget to do. And they wonder why they don't manifest anything. Um, and so basically with this business, I just want to guide girls to finding their passion, finding what they want to do with their life mm-hmm. and taking practical steps to create that in their life. Right. You mentioned passion. Um, is that something you would say is an advice you give in terms of, um, I guess, in the professional professional or business sense is like following your passion or what's your opinion on that blanket statement? Yeah, so I use the word passion, but at the same time, I don't like to use the word passion because I wrote an entire article about not following your passion, mm-hmm. actually, about yeah. how most people don't know what their passion is. And um, like, I did not know what my passion was. And I still wouldn't say I have one passion. I have multiple passions and I call them curiosities. So I would like definitely advise people to follow their curiosity because that will eventually lead them to their passion. Mm-hmm. But I think... I still in terms have to use the word passion because that's what people understand as a term for like following what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find the balance of like which terms I should use because people don't really understand the term follow your curiosity. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know. I kind of use the both of them in exchange, but definitely if you don't have a passion, don't be afraid. Don't be worried. Like just follow your interests instead and that will lead you to your passion. Right. And I do like that you say or have written an article about like not following your passion because yeah. I would say... As, you know, a freelancer and entrepreneur myself, I would honestly be saying I'm very aligned with that message in not necessarily following your passion. Mm -hmm. What are your reasoning or what is your reasoning behind that statement? And like, where's your belief with that? Because I think there's a lot of people in the younger generation who do are kind of 50 50 right now half of them here follow your passion you know all of those mm-hmm. things and half of them here the okay you have to do the dirty work type thing and it's not going to be always you know flowers and and whatnot of like a pretty career so um what's your take on that just kind of the not following your passion aspect yeah definitely I just think it's 
there's a lot of pressure when people say follow your passion because first it means that you have to be super passionate about something and like fiery die hard like I would die for this passion Mm -hmm. and most people just aren't and I know that I wasn't at first passionate about mindfulness and manifestation I was interested in it Mm -hmm. but just because I'm not passionate in it doesn't mean I can't follow it and so I think by telling people follow your passion it first confuses people like okay well what's my passion and it kind of freaks them out to be like oh what if I don't have one Mm -hmm. and then two it makes it kind of scary and intimidating because following your passion, you have to give up a lot and it feels like you have to give up every other thing you're interested in just to follow that one thing. Um, And I definitely think saying following your interests and your curiosity makes it a lot more lighter and easier and Mm -hmm. you can try one thing. If it doesn't work out, try something else. And even if you're just slightly interested in it, the more you study it, you become more passionate about it and Mm -hmm. develop that passion for it. Um, So that would be my advice. I like that. And you've, you mentioned you had experience with working with tech companies mm-hmm. and companies like Tinder and, and just like similar apps like that. Do you recommend people to also get experience like that right out of college? I know obviously you're about two years out now. Um, and I think there's, you know, with entrepreneurship growing in the U.S. and a lot of people, you know, trying to maximize, you know, their growth on social media and maybe make a career out of it. Would you still recommend people to try to explore a nine to five type career or what's your opinion on that knowing that you've already experienced it yeah I would definitely say get as much experience as you can during college as well Mm -hmm. I had an internship every single semester sometimes I had two internships or were working multiple jobs don't overwork yourself because that's (laughs) I definitely did that but get as much experience as you can while you're in college learn what you like learn what you don't like and then once you graduate um I don't know. It's hard to say. Some people come out of college with a business idea and it's already flourishing. If you Mm -hmm. already have started a business in college and it's flourishing by the time you get out, focus on that. But if you're still kind of unsure what you want to do, I would say find an entry level job where you can learn because basically you're getting paid to learn. Don't Mm -hmm. think about I'm being paid to work. Pick a job where you want to learn a skill in. For example, like if you want to learn Facebook marketing, get some experience in a Facebook marketing role that you can actually get and you Mm -hmm. have the qualifications for Um, and that way you kind of can learn what you like and what you don't like and then while you're at your job start the thing you want to do on the side at home while you're getting paid still Mm -hmm. so that you're not stressing at home how am I going to pay the bills while I'm starting my business you want to have income coming in that's not directly related to your passion or your um, business that you want to do so it's not stressful and you can keep it fun right I think too though that most people um, see that as like the obstacle as like you know how do you pay the bills after college and whatnot and so you clearly found a time about seven to eight months after having that full-time job that you were going to quit and you were going to move forward with traveling and and doing your own freelance thing essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, In the financial aspect, how were you able to evaluate it um, and, and determine that okay this is the point that I can quit my job and have enough to fund my lifestyle and whatnot yeah so when I quit my job um I definitely saved a lot like I saved 50% of my paychecks when I was getting it and so (laughs) and luckily like I'm so grateful for that job because it was it did pay a lot and I got to be a director of marketing as my first job out of college and I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for like that opportunity and all the money that I got to save from that and to be honest I didn't really think about the money aspect when I first decided I wasn't really worried about that and I think that's the key is like 
not to be stressed or worried about it. Obviously think about it and be smart about it, but don't freak out about it. And I just knew at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to, I have enough money to travel for two months. And I just was obviously on a huge budget was staying at hostels mm-hmm. and was eating super cheap meals out. I wasn't going out and partying every night. And mm-hmm. so I saved a lot of money while traveling. Um, and then during 2019, when I had my like, all my clients and stuff I kind of just I honestly manifested getting clients Mm -hmm. I didn't work super hard to find them they actually found me and asked me to help them and so I just told them exactly what I wanted to make and they matched it or went above and um kind of saved money through that however I think about June of last year was when I decided to solely focus on dreamers and doers or busy babe when it was that back then. And so that was when I started to not get the steady income. And when I started, I actually started to freak out a little bit this time last year, I think it was around October um, or August or something like that. I was like, oh shoot, like how am I going to pay my bills? Like I got this apartment because I was making this much a year and Mm -hmm. now I'm not making this much. (laughs) And while I was in Bali last year for two months, I was paying my rent while I was not even working or making money. And I was Mm -hmm. like taking it out of my savings and I was getting really freaked out. Like, how am I going to do it? How am I going to make money? And I started getting really anxious about it. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of my apartment because that's what's holding me back from going after my dreams. And I'm going to move to Bali because it's super cheap there and I'm going to actually budget. So that's when I actually took a time to reflect, be like, okay, this is, it's not working. I can't be unrealistic, but I'm not going to be scared either. And I'm going to take the right steps. Uh And so I think it's a good balance of both. Yeah. And did you ever have any, you know, friends or maybe even family members that were opposed to your decisions within that? Because I know that's obviously not conventional. Yeah. Um, definitely curious for myself too, as you know, if you ever had any objections from people close to you and if you did, like how you overcame it. Friends for the most part were like, you're moving to Bali. Like why, what are you doing? Most of them were really supportive. Um, pretty much everyone was really supportive. Most people definitely probably had their doubts in their mind, but didn't speak them. My mom at first was definitely like, no, like I don't want you to move because she like would miss me, (laughs) but she was supportive and everyone was super supportive and everything, which I'm really grateful for. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and obviously you've had a lot of traveling experience, right? You've been to Bali. What other countries and cities have you been to? I lived in Paris for a year when I was 18. Oh, so wow. like, okay. It was a USC Trojan transfer plan. So I didn't get into oh, USC right away. I actually got into USC like that too. Really? Oh my God. Wait, Wait I, you didn't do it though? No. Oh, and you went God. for a year. Oh my God. I feel like such a pussy. That's so crazy. <laughs> you know, a lot like tangent, but my mom even to this day, I mean, not really to this day, but maybe to like last year, she still nagged on me to the day I graduated. She's like, you could have gone through the USC like oh transfer plan. You could have been in Paris or London for a year, whatever you wanted. Why and didn't you do it? I, you know, it's because I grew up in a super small town yeah. and I just wanted to be in Southern California so yeah. bad. And so I just had my eyes set on just going to school out here versus like going to USC. And so I yeah. think that was kind of it. And I think USC was like my top choice as well. It would have been like definitely the best fit for me football school wise, like just community of people and like the thinking there. I think I feel like it probably would have been still like the best fit. So I think that's why my mom nags me for yeah. it. But I definitely want to hear your experience. Like 
because I, I never really got to talk to someone that actually went through with it. Yeah. I obviously just kind of pushed it aside. And was I like, mean, everything happens for a reason. You right. went to Chapman for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that no matter what path you take, you end up in the same spot you're supposed to. Exactly. Someone told me a really good analogy. Like the universe is a GPS system. If you go off the path, it reroutes you. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you're going to end up at the same destination. So like yeah. you still have your podcast. Mm-hmm. You're still killing it. Like yeah. it doesn't even matter that you didn't go to USC mm-hmm. because you're still on the right path. Right. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a great experience for me. And I'm, I'm really glad I took that decision. I almost went to LMU. I okay. like committed to LMU. I had my roommate. I put the deposit down for my place. Uh-huh. And then they didn't tell us about the Paris program until after that, like mid-April. Yes. And <laughs> I had no idea about it at all. And I was just like really upset that I didn't get into mm-hmm. USC because it was my dream school. Mm-hmm. And then I got an email about it, woke up and like saw the email at 6 a.m. and immediately applied. Yeah. And... It was the best year I could have had because I went to a really small Christian school growing up. It was very Mm -hmm. sheltered. Uh Um, So I just got to try a bunch of new things, um, meet new people, travel around. Went to like 10 different countries during Mm -hmm. that year. I worked a job in Paris, like at a fashion company. Wow. And really learned how to be independent. Like that was my first time living out of the house was in a different country. Right. And like my parents were strict. Like I didn't drink... I didn't even drink alcohol in high school. Like I was really? literally like so goody two shoe, didn't do anything wrong. And then Paris, I just like first time ever drinking was like under the Eiffel Tower. And so I just got to have so many great first wow. experiences in mm-hmm. Paris um, and met so many good friends throughout Oh, that's it. awesome. Wow. And honestly too, I think that's something like for me, I knew that that would be my first time living out of the house as well. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wanted, I wish I had the opportunity to just do that like junior or senior year of college instead versus my freshman year so I think I was like in that mindset but obviously we're all out of college now so (laughs) we're past it but oh that's super awesome um did you go to any other countries or cities aside from Paris yeah so I went all around Europe um and then I've also lived in South Africa I did like a coding boot camp in South Africa before my senior year it was like a summer program and um it was really cool so I've lived in three cities now Paris, Cape Town, and Bali. Mm-hmm. And then I've traveled to, I think, 35 countries total. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you're definitely a travel guru mm-hmm. of some sort. <laughs> um, would you say, or I guess, I'm sure it has impacted you in many ways, mm-hmm. you know, in your business ideas and just like your approach to your life. Um, what would you say are like your top two or three takeaways from traveling that much? And if anyone is on the fence of traveling and kind of getting out, you know, the U.S. and just kind of doing that, you know, traveling around the world thing, what is your advice for them as to why they should? I think I just, I grew up so much that first year. I really learned that about other people's perspectives and mm-hmm. other other people's cultures. And I really learned that not everything is black and white. Like, everyone has their own truth and that's okay. And I just was able to really understand to... Um, I don't know, level with other people's perspectives and kind of understand people from their point of view. And also just helped me become more confident in myself, um, especially traveling alone. You have to go up to people and say hello. You have to be like, hey, I'm Kendall. Like, Mm -hmm. let's hang out. And you can't be afraid of rejection. And I think it made me very, um, a lot more confident, a lot more outgoing and a lot more easygoing because mm-hmm. a lot of shit happens while you're traveling. Like you lose your bags. The hotel doesn't have your reservation and you just have to go with the flow. Yeah. And so for people who are type A or they have to have everything in control, I would definitely suggest taking like the risk and traveling mm-hmm. and challenging yourself in that way yeah. to, I don't know, just broaden yourself as a person and 
it's so cliche, but like traveling really does um, build your character and help you become a better person. Yeah. And that's something too I've always heard from people that have traveled, you know, in similar countries or in similar ways as you is just like kind of going out and traveling, working remote, that kind of thing. I've always seen people grow a lot in that sense, um, you know, internally and just within their mind and emotionally and whatnot. So I do see that as such a benefit for people when they want to just kind of shift mindsets almost. But yeah, going into the personal aspect of life, I know you had a boyfriend during the time you were traveling and, and whatnot. And obviously, even after you graduated, it seems like you guys did a little bit of long distance. I feel like girls our age typically use a relationship to maybe hold them back or say that, oh, I can't do this because my boyfriend's here and whatnot. What would you say is your advice on that kind of conversation? I'm not sure if girls have brought that up to you before um, or kind of have brought up that relationship aspect, but what's your take on it? Yeah, I've had people ask me questions like, you're traveling alone, is your boyfriend okay with that? Or you're doing that like photo shoot, is your boyfriend okay with that? And I'm always genuinely confused because I've never been in a jealous relationship before. Like Mm -hmm. I've been really lucky where... I mean, I haven't had, I've only had like two real relationships um, and have dated, but I've never had a situation where a guy has told me what I can and can't do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because I have really high standards for myself and who I will allow myself to date. Um, And if I see any sort of sign of jealousy or controlling, I just dip out before Mm -hmm. I even get any sort of feelings attached. Um, So honestly, it's been so easy and he's super supportive of everything I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. Um, so when I told him I was, I didn't even tell him like before I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Bali for a month. And he's like, Oh cool. Like uh, maybe I'll come visit. And he ended up visiting me in Hong Kong and everything. And he's just always been very supportive of what I wanted to do. Um, I think my advice is if you're, boyfriend's not supportive of what you want to do like have a genuine conversation ask them like why is that and try to get to the root of the issue and if it can't be communicated and solved then like you should seriously have like a talk with yourself or just like really like if you're holding yourself back for somebody else you shouldn't be wasting your time Mm -hmm. because life is so short and especially during this young age most people can't have a relationship at this age and still be free and go out and travel and not worry about that. Most people, if they're in this age and they have a relationship, they feel like they're stuck or that they missed out on their 20s. Mm -hmm. So you want to be in a relationship. If you are in a relationship at this age, you want to be in one where you guys support each other and help each other grow to the person you're supposed to become, not Mm -hmm. hold each other back. Um, Because we are so young and once you get to age 30, you're going to regret holding yourself back and missing Mm -hmm. out on all the things you could have done when you were young. Right. Um, So that would be my advice, I guess. Yeah. And I like that too. Like I said, I'm glad that we were able to touch on it because I do feel like a lot of people ask that. I think even in my own experience, like in college when I was doing my own thing and, you know, people were like, oh, just go to this frat party with me or, oh, go to this, this and this. And I was always like, yeah, like I'd love to, I just prioritize this more or, Um, you know, even when I was in a long-term relationship, I think so many people were like, oh, like, because I've talked about moving to New York City or so. And they said, oh, you would do that even while he's in California. I said, I mean, like, this is my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense, it's like, if that doesn't work out simply because I chose to move to New York because that's where I wanted to try out. Like, it wasn't meant to be. Right. And I think that's something that I would hope, you know, people like you and myself included, would speak about more because I think that's something that's like we do as an action like you know we live our lives and and we do things um regardless of what people think but I think that's also something that 
younger girls need to be reminded of um, mm-hmm. and something that they like to hear like over time you know what I mean like they see us doing it but then they're always wondering like how you yeah know? And I think also if you're already that type of person you kind of forget what it's like to not be that way mm-hmm. and just to put yourself in younger person's shoes to be able to speak to like their needs and what they're going through yeah and I definitely think a lot of people get relationships confused they think if you're in a relationship with someone, you're tied to them. Like you, you guys are one now and mm-hmm. that's not the case. Like you need to be your own person still. Like right. it's simply two people on parallel lines, like helping each other and supporting each other grow. Exactly. Not like an inner tangled thing where you guys are codependent and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess you hit it right on the yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that mindset too. Um, I definitely want to backtrack a little bit. I wish I asked this earlier, but I want to know what your morning routine is. I feel like you probably have a good strategic way of starting your day. And I'm sure people who, you know, know you or have checked out your content would probably be curious too. So do you, could you share a little bit about your morning routine? Yeah. So I definitely used to have a more structured morning routine when I had more structure in my life. For mm-hmm. example, when I had a job, like I had a very structured morning routine because I had somewhere to be at a certain time. Or when I had my clients and I was living in LA, I also had a very structured morning routine. Now I would say... I've learned this year to be more flexible with my morning routine. So Mm -hmm. I don't have the same routine every single day. I think now I'm listening more to what my body needs instead of forcing myself to fit into a mold that I think is the right way. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying to trust my body and trust my instincts and intuition more to ask myself, okay, what do I need today? Do I need to meditate for an hour upstairs under the sun or do I need to journal or do I need to just get coffee or work out or Mm -hmm. this? And so I've kind of been more flexible with myself. Um, My favorite morning routine is definitely waking up, uh, first thing, meditating and journaling. And then like this morning, this is what I did. Mm -hmm. And getting ready, like while I'm getting ready, I like to listen to a podcast to like inspire me for the day. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm not really getting ready anymore because of quarantine, I don't (laughs) listen to podcasts and then I don't have like a morning commute. I don't listen to my podcasts Mm -hmm. anymore. But I love the opportunity to just listen to like a 30 minute or an hour long podcast, something that's going to motivate me for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, That would be definitely my favorite morning routine. What are your top three podcasts that you typically go to for motivation and and whatnot? Yeah. The first one I ever really got into was Super Soul Sunday by Oprah. Okay. And that was definitely the one that first started me on my spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Um, This new one that I'm starting right now is called Expanded. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but um, it's this woman. I forgot her name. Lucy, I think. But I was listening to it this morning and it's so good. It's all about manifestation and blending science with manifestation. Um, And I really love that one. I've mostly only listened to male podcasts is what I've realized. And then I was like, wait, Mm -hmm. where are all the... If I'm going to one day make a podcast Mm -hmm. or if I'm making a business for women, I need to listen to women podcasts and get that perspective. Um, Another one I would listen to is The School of Greatness Mm -hmm. by Lewis Howes. And his is really good. I like his. Um, But right now, Expanded is my favorite because it is very female specific Mm -hmm. and um, spiritual. And that's like my favorite combination. Yeah. What about books? Are there any books that you would recommend or any specific ones that have really shifted your mindset over the past year? Yeah, I would say the first one to read if you're like new to spirituality is You Are a Badass because it really touches on manifestation and the law of attraction in a very um, easy to understand way. It's super easy to read and she has a ton of other books like You Are a Badass at Making Money and like very specific ones. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one that I read that was like got me into that. Another one, oh, let's see, I have so many good ones. I would say 
One that's like more spiritual and very poetic is called The Four Agreements. Okay, I've heard, I've seen that on like the list that people have been posting during quarantine, like Mm -hmm. books to read, and I've seen The Four Agreements. Yeah, it's so good. It's really quick. I think I just downloaded the audiobook and I finished it in less than a day because it was only two hours, I think. Okay. Um, I vividly remember listening to it while getting ready for like a job or something Mm -hmm. like that. But it's so good and especially listening to it, it sounds like poetry and it's beautiful. Um, I loved that one. And then one I've been reading for the past like year. Sometimes it takes me a while to finish books. Sometimes I finish them right away. But Mm -hmm. I I believe that books come to you at the time that you need to read them. So if you're Mm -hmm. not interested in something, that means it's not the right time. Right. So I have this book called The Untethered Soul that I've been reading for like a year now. Okay. It's so good. But I only pick it up when I feel like called to. And every time I pick it up, it's like, wow, I needed to hear that. Yeah. And it's all about the subconscious mind and your thoughts and how... Every experience is meant to go through you in the moment and you're not meant to cling to any experience because then it causes like trauma or longing for the past and um, it's just really interesting the way he puts it. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love the books you've listed. I have read You Are a Badass, so Mm -hmm. that one's definitely a good one. So yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm sure the audience could listen or read a few of those. Yeah, they're really short too, so it's easy. Oh, that's good. Um, Okay, so a couple of final questions. First one being, where do you see yourself five years from today? Um, And it can be in all areas of life, you know, professionally, personally, and whatnot, so. Yeah, I see myself with... Um, dreamers and doers like fully having that as my main business and I'm still working on my vision for it and what I want with it but I basically want it to be a place where women can come to for guidance with finding their passion quote-unquote following their dreams and manifesting their life so I want to have physical products like planners productivity planners that mix productivity and mindfulness so Mm -hmm. that you can be balanced in both and then I'll have courses and an online kind of like a blog a community that people can come and help each other and Mm -hmm. mostly focused on um girls in high school and college and recent grads so people in transitionary periods of their life um and eventually I have been thinking about doing a podcast because it's so interesting to me Mm -hmm. I was actually listening to Lewis Howe's uh, podcast on how to start a podcast Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read heard that one I haven't actually but he gives some really good tips and he's like you need to be 100% in Mm -hmm. before you start because you have to be consistent with it so at this point I won't start a podcast but eventually somewhere down the line I want to start a podcast Mm -hmm. and I kind of just want to be a mentor for young girls to look up to and ask me questions and I don't know where I'll be. I don't know if I'll be in Los Angeles or Bali or if I'll just be be between the both, but just see what happens and go along with it. Oh, that's awesome. And um, I agree. Like, that's honestly precisely why I wanted you on this podcast because I feel like our audiences not only align, but that you would speak really well to my audience being that they're very similar, also mostly females and also just looking for people to just you know get different tidbits of value from so I definitely saw that in you (laughs) um one last question is what fulfills you in life the biggest thing that fulfills me is honestly talking to someone and giving them advice and when it actually like hits them and they have this like aha moment Mm -hmm. we're like wow I really needed to hear that or 
wow, that makes so much sense. Like it makes me feel so good inside that I can help somebody else. And sometimes I get in a conversation where someone asks a question or a girl has a problem, an issue in her life. And I just start speaking and I don't even remember what I said, but she's like, wow, I really needed to hear that. So I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm a channel for like source energy to speak to that person for whatever they need. And that's my absolute favorite thing to do is like actually have one-on-one conversations because I feel like that's when I'm my best and most in flow is one-on-one versus like talking to a camera. Yeah. Um, so I really like seeing the people's actual reactions and seeing um, how it affects them. Yeah. And seeing the impact overall. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the roundup of the interview. Do you have any last pieces of advice or anything about your social media where they can find you and where they can expect to find uh dreamers and doers yeah you can find me at kendall.furman on instagram i also have a tiktok it's kendall Furman. i've been posting a lot more um mindfulness tools on my tiktok as well and yeah so it's dreamers and doers club at dreamers and doers club and then um i am going to be releasing probably be released by this time a three-day manifestation challenge so it basically takes you through the like basics of what manifestation is the three steps that i've outlined mm-hmm. and a three-day challenge to actually learn each step um during the day so like step day one is step one day two step two day three step three Mm -hmm. and so it takes you through that and guides you through it and then sends you off and allows you to do it every day until Mm -hmm. you manifest your desire so if you're interested in learning how to manifest and the basics of it go check it out on the website it's dreamersandoersclub.com and it'll be up yay and i'll definitely link all those in the show notes as well thank you yay thank you so much for being on today thanks for having me that was today's episode with kendall Furman. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. It was truly such an awesome time speaking with Kendall. Not only is she someone that I find a lot of similarities with and um, a very similar mindset and work ethic, but I think she just has a lot of experience under her belt and is really a great role model for those um, who are listening to this podcast and kind of those who are still in college right now or even about to go to college and you're still in high school. So uh, definitely check out her social media and check out her Dreamers and Doers uh, brand and club. I know she has a lot of great plans for it. So I think you guys should definitely check it out. Um, Really side tangent as well. I know there was a few hiccups with the audio just um, because we recorded it in like this kitchen area and the window was open. Um, But personally, I do kind of like sometimes having that realistic aspect of a podcast, not always just a studio um, feel. So just kind of to put it out there, yes, I'm very aware of those audio hiccups. But at the same time, um, just kind of like Gary Vaynerchuk, how I have a very similar mindset with him on just not perfecting things it's just a matter of doing and just getting better over time so uh, for those who like to critique on those things I got you I know it but again thank you so much I hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy and be sure to rate and review this podcast if you enjoy it thanks again and I will chat with you guys in the next episode bye